Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one, Ow. on a scale, ah. on a scale, Ow. on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Beyond the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister. Christian Allgaier. And we are here to talk all things Disney from the theme parks, the video games, the movies, TV shows, anything Disney. We will talk about it. Uh, so today we wanted to start off with a little bit of a... Um, I'm not, it's always a hot topic, I guess. And that would be, is there ever going to be a... Uh, fifth gate at Walt Disney World, um, and if so, what would it be? If you know, like, what would you theme it as? Um, it, you know, like, or what do you think a probable theme would be? Uh, you know, we have the World of Tomorrow, we have Magic Kingdom, we have, you know, Magic Kingdom encompasses a lot. We have Animal Kingdom, then we have one all about Hollywood Studios, all about movies. So. Uh, your thoughts, Christian, do you think there will ever be a fifth theme park in Central Florida? No. I just can't see it. I feel like, um, I mean, I know it's just like right now that they're focusing on all, you know, adding all this stuff to the parks, but I just think that there's so much they can do within their parks already, you know, or to expand on each park that I don't really think it needs a fifth gate and I don't really foresee what it would be. I mean, that's the hardest part. I mean, I know Zach always says like if he were to do it, it would be like a more adult roller coaster themed thing, but I just can't see what else it would be that you would need a whole different park for it. You know what I mean? Like you said, I feel like there's, there's already a little bit of everything out there. What would you even do in that park, though, if you were a kid? Well, then you wouldn't, I guess. I guess it would be more themed towards, you know, Right, just but I mean, like, adults. if you come down... Look, here's the thing. People come down and don't do their research, right? They're going to take their kids to that park, and they're all going to be oh. upset that they can't ride anything. Yeah. You know, uh, it would be like you know, the same people that call Universal Studios part of Disney World. You know, some right. people don't pay attention to that stuff. And they would just show up and be like, oh, I can't... You mean you don't have anything for my kid to do? Yeah. I spent $1,000 to get here. You know, uh, the way people are. Um, I agree. I don't think there would ever be a fifth park. Uh, I think they're starting to really use up most of the land around that area. Uh, they also have to have a certain percentage, you know, for conservation. Uh, they also have this, you know, a certain amount that they've used for... Uh, solar power, uh, all of their resorts that they have. Yeah, I think a lot of those acres, too, take up our roads. I mean, you have to have roads connecting everything. So that takes up a lot of space where you can't just build on top of a road. You know, you'd have to kind of find a way to reroute the road or, you know, it, it's a mess. But um, I, I'm thinking that it just won't happen. There's just so much more that they still have to do with these current parks. Um, what are you doing? Nothing, why? 
Because it's very staticky and like like you're running. It feels like you're like walking around or running. No, it's weird. I'm just sitting here, but I took it. I had it on speaker. I took it off. Of that. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Um, but yeah, there's just um, you know, we still have Epcot that it needs some work. We still have Hollywood that still needs some work after uh, Star Wars Land opens too. You know, after Galaxy's Edge opens. It's I, not I, over. No, I see there's there's still plenty that they can do. And we'll talk well, about Hollywood and the plan for Hollywood because they just unveiled a new logo today that we'll get to. But the logo, yeah, I think, no, kind of shows so me... I'll save up my other thing for them. Right, I think the logo really kind of shows me kind of their emphasis on the areas that they're going to have. So, obviously, I think anything that's not in there, is, except for probably Hollywood Tower of Terror, is up for grabs on... And, and there's always been rumors of Hollywood Tower of Terror being rethemed too, which would suck. But we've already seen that happen on the West. Uh-huh. So it's worrisome. Uh, even though I don't like it that much, it, the theming is good and people really <laughs> enjoy it. You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. But I think the only way I could see this happening is if they actually... run out of room you know like if if and even at that point they're gonna replace lands with stuff you know i mean we've seen toontown go away for new fantasy line um so even then when you're out of room there's still ways that they're still gonna expand you know in different areas and stuff um in the parks or replace stuff you know we've talked about rumors for dino land you know um, so, uh, if so, maybe 30 years away, I would say. I mean, I, I can't see it happening anytime soon. I think the reason why everybody talks about a fifth gate is because, um, after Magic Kingdom, like, once you get to Epcot, there's not large gaps between any of these theme parks. Uh, Epcot was in 81, right? Or 82? Uh-huh. One of them. Uh, Hollywood's in 89. So that's, you know, seven or eight years away. Yeah, and then what? Animal and then Kingdom Animal Kingdom was, was 98. So really 98. Not that much longer. 98. Oh, 98. It's only 21 years old. So still, though, nine years. That's yeah. nine years. Now we're at 21 since the last theme park. I feel like a lot of times people were kind of just, it was just almost felt inevitable that they would keep adding parks. Um, See, and I've never felt that way, surprisingly. I mean, we've seen all the rumors, right? I mean, like you, you've seen those fake rumors go around on like April Fools and stuff, where they're like, they're making a theme park of all these old attractions, like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Like that was a popular rumor, like that they were gonna have a theme park dedicated to all the lost attractions, which would never happen. Um, they can make enough money off of those properties without actually having a ride dedicated to them. See all the people wearing Figment stuff. See all the people wearing Mr. Toad stuff. They're churning out merchandise for it because they know there's a market, but they're not bringing it back. Uh-huh. And they're not going to spend billions of dollars to open up a fifth gate to bring back an old attraction. Um, you know, people always say, oh, you could have a Marvel Star Wars park. They're very limited with what they can do with Marvel. Star Wars is going into Hollywood. You're not going to be redundant with that. You know, I, I think it's just the time we stare at the... And, you know, the other popular one all the time is the Villains Park. 
they had a villains park. They could not do a three hundred dollar ticketed event every uh, every <laughs> yeah. year for one and a half hours for villains. I mean, until leadership changes, and that's why I'm saying like thirty years. It has to be new blood coming in. Uh, there's no way. There's no way because it, it's yes, they're pumping in the money for the. Um, for the expansions and stuff right now. The only reason they're doing that is because they got their butt kicked by Universal with Harry Potter. Um, they needed to answer it. So they went out there and did all these expansions. There was a long time where it was kind of stagnant as we were growing up, you know? Um, yeah. Before that. There was times where it was like not as much new stuff going on until New Fantasyland kicked it off. And even then... Their issue is it's taking them forever to get stuff done. Universal didn't announce their Hagrid ride until... Right before it. Like, February, and it's launching in June, you know? Right, um, right. Yes, They're they were building it and everything. a little too early. Right, and then what does Disney do? They almost announced, what, Galaxy's Edge and Mickey's Runaway Railway in 2015, right? Or... 20... I don't know, is that how long it's been? 2015 is when they announced Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Mini, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was 17. 2017 is D23. Wow. It's going to take... We're going to get to this, too. But Mickey's Runaway Railway is rumored, or official, I guess, to be delayed till spring of 2020. That's going to be uh, three years after it's announced. And Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening four years after being announced. And even then, they kind of hinted at Star Wars stuff back in 2013. So you're looking at six years. Just announce the stuff when it gets ready. Because then you also have the issue of when we've covered, we're making a Main Street Theater. And they announced that in 2017's uh, D23. And that's been canceled. You know, like... Yeah. If you don't announce, and the thing is that kind the, of don't announce it until you know for sure that you're going to put it in there. Well, that's the problem with D twenty three. They have to have stuff to announce every two years, and uh, no matter what. But if they actually just did not announce all the million things they announced in twenty seventeen and kind of spread it out, you know, you could announce something this year and say it's being there in twenty twenty one. You know. Um, well, I think the one thing that I felt like they announced late. And then it was opening was the Lightning McQueen thing. Yeah, but that's so small. That's so I know, cool. it's very significant, I mean, insignificant in the long run. Well, but. Guardians of the Galaxy, that was probably announced at D23 as well. And that's not going to be open until 2021? Yeah. yeah that's a five-year five gap. Uh, just wait until your... Or four-year gap. Just wait until it's closer. You can have all of the construction going on. People will be like, oh, what is that? There could be rumors flying around, but I feel like if you really want to change the perception, uh, you know, it, it's at least wait when you're two years out. Right. Or when construction starts. Let construction start. Same thing with the Tron Coaster. That was announced in 2017, and we're just now getting that in 2021 as well. So... That's like four years. Yeah, you're announcing everything like four years ahead of time. You know, just but Uni like Universal can announce it and it'll be done in a year because or less because they already started it. Uh, it's just frustrating with uh, that. Um, anyway, going on to, um, I think we're both in agreement. No fifth gate. <laughs> 
Uh, like yeah. I said, leadership would really have to change because they're making all of this money for, um, like I said, these t- limited ticket events they keep doing that that are uh, killing the wallets um, of guests, and it really doesn't take much for them to put those on. Right. Uh, it's right. uh, an hour and a half or two hours, and you're just like, okay, now we're switching out our cast members into these uh, villain costumes. Oh, and it's a special dessert, you know, and some limited merchandise, you know. Right. Which they're going to end up making bank on anyway. Right. Right. Um, same thing while they'll never bring Figment back or anything, you know, they just, uh, or the original Figment and Dreamfinder. There's just too much money in the nostalgia without them having to make any changes. Yeah. And spend money on the changes. So I think we're going to jump over to the news. Uh, we have quite a lot because we took a week off for Easter. Um, so, uh, we know, I don't know if we talked about this last time. I thought we did, but, um, it is confirmed Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is coming to Toontown in Disney, uh, Land Park. Um, Uh, I think that is supposed to be targeted for 2022. There's no date listed here. But that was the hot rumor. Um, You know, that it would not be... Well, we'll definitely still get it before they do. Uh, (laughs) um, Let's see here. Uh, Yeah, they did an announcement about uh, the... It coming to Disneyland Park. They also announced that it was delayed at Hollywood Studios until spring of 2020. Which sucks because now I feel like it's probably going to be after we go. Yeah. Probably. We also had some new announcements as well, right? With uh, this one's hot off the press uh, from a few days ago. Uh, Dis- this is a good thing about us delaying podcast. We, we got some good news. Uh, Disney announced a new table service restaurant is coming to Toy Story Land. And they announced that at the Hollywood Studios 30th anniversary event. Um, it's called Roundup Rodeo BBQ. Um, oh, I, see, I didn't see that part. Yeah. This was announced oh. yesterday. Um, I mean, I saw the announcement. I just, the article I read didn't have a name in it, apparently. Right. So, so it's cool. going to be on the right of Woody as you enter Toy Story Land. Um, so kind of where they have that, like, just as you're walking in, there's just kind of like that area where you can go backstage. It looks like it's probably going to be around, the, uh, right past that. Yeah, so I was going to say, so I don't know if I mentioned it on here before, but... What I've heard before is that they're going to open up between, like, Woody and Rock and Roller Coaster. So, there's going to be, like, a path with other stuff back there. Mm, I think you did mention that before. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if this is, like, you know, part one, basically. Where it's going to be a little back there, but off to the side where they could continue to keep going, you know? That'd be a long... They're not that close together, though. No, they're not that. When you actually look on a map, because, so Dad was telling me about it because he heard it somewhere. And then I was like, really? I can't imagine that. But when you look on, like, the map of the park, you can see they could make a really, they could make a good connection. Yeah, but there's all that backstage stuff around there. Uh, They'd really have to, 
But I mean, you it depends on where it's connecting at back there. Because one of that, you kind of have to go all the way around uh, the courtyard, don't you? The animation courtyard? Hold on, let me see. If I can pull up the thing while I'm talking to you. Because it's been a while now since I looked at the map, so it's hard to picture how it is. I mean, the thing is, is that I didn't even really realize that there was all that room back there by Rock and Roller Coaster where they added the, um, the queen. card thing, you know? Alright, let's see. My app is just taking too long to... I'm on it as well here. Load. Yeah, you'd have to go... It's a long stretch there. They have to go all the way around Animation Courtyard and Sunset Boulevard. That is a long. That is long. That's ha- almost half the park. Take a trip down Sunset Boulevard. I mean, because you can't bring them out in the building. So I mean, you're gonna have to kind of go almost directly around. That's that's almost like walking through the actual park for it. It's crazy to look at it though, because when you look at it, it's like Slinky isn't that far from this road area that they show. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that would make sense if they had a path to the road. That's closer than a rock and roller coaster. Yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking that they could use all that area to build more stuff is what it is. I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot of backstage area. I, I would say what, no. That's what Zach thinks needs to happen, though, because he said that is like the only park, and I never realized it before the only part where it's not like a big circle and everything's connected you like go back in that area and you're stuck there and then you go back in a toy story and it's there you know what i mean it's not a lot of connections in there you have to come back to the to like the middle to go anywhere uh, i mean like, you know what i mean the only one that's kind of out of the way is sunset boulevard but i mean that's i don't know i it's a small park. It's also their smallest park. If you can't walk from point A to point B, that's that's more on uh, on the guest. Yeah, no, than... he's just saying it's weird how it's the only one that doesn't really loop all the way around. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I, even then, you're not really looping. If it's going to be all back behind stuff like that, I mean, yeah. I, I can't see it. Uh, I, I guess we'll see who if it actually happens, but I just can't see that happening. That's, that'd be a lot of just going, th- you'd really have to, it's almost like a new expansion, really. Um, they'd, re- and I don't even know if they can put something, I don't, I don't know, maybe when they do the courtyard, if they ever redo the courtyard, maybe, because you might be able to expand it out some, and kind of have it go through, you know, from Toy Story through the courtyard, but right. at this time, I, I can't see it happening. Um, so sticking with we've Hollywood. actually mentioned that we're recording this on the 30th anniversary, though, did we? No, we didn't. Yeah. Happy 30th. Uh, Disney... <laughs> you want to know what's weird? What? My work office is celebrating their 30th anniversary today, too. Wow. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's a coincidence, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Disney today released a new Hollywood Studios logo today during, uh, the... 30th anniversary celebration. Um, so it 
says Hollywood Studios, big shock. But in the O's are characters. So in the first O in Holly is BB-8. The second O has the Mickeys from Mickey's Runaway Railway. And the third uh, uh, third O has um, Woody in it there. Um, And they kind of have like this sketched up how it would look like when you're entering. uh, That kind of looks like Animation Courtyard. Yeah. Versus Hollywood Studios on there. Yep, it'll be placed on the Animation Courtyard Arch soon. So they said that uh, it represents the past, the present, and future of Hollywood Studios. I, really, for me, it just looks like the future of Hollywood Studios. <laughs> I was just um, say. <laughs> that uh, doesn't make sense. No. Um, I think it's. Okay, I don't think it's a bad logo. I just think it's very limiting. Well, I mean... I mean, it's all their new stuff, but like... Well, that's the thing. They can always replace what's in the the O's if they really want to. I guess, yeah. But also, this is what I mean. I think this is is their big stuff, right? Uh, It's going to have Star Wars, it has Toy Story, and Mickey Mouse. You know? Um... That's why I'm saying, like, ooh, what does that mean for stuff that aren't those three things? Yeah, well, that's uh, what I mean. Like, that just seems too, like, you can't have a park with only those three things in it. I well, can't they imagine. won't. They won't. I- I'm sure they won't. But I think this shows that it is, you know, moving away They're... from that studio type thing. But these are, like, their main things in the park, right? Um, but what's your take on it? This is the only one that I think of, right, that has a character in the logo. Yeah, that's different. I mean, I quite I like know. it for, like, a shirt. I, I would probably get a shirt of this. I think it looks well, good. Well, don't get one. I'll, I'll just do it. Oh, Disney didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I mean, the, the, this looks good for merchandise, um, I think, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. It's more, like, updated, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to think of how this would look on, like, a park map or something. But, I don't know. I mean, they could have done it without the characters in there. Well, then it would look almost the exact same as their current Hollywood studios. True, true. It's, like, the same font style. Um, yeah, I mean, I think some people may have been upset with Mickey or... Or, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it was that. I just know somebody, you know, like, Dad shared a picture of this when it was announced, and somebody was like, uh-oh. Oh, no. Or, yeah. oh, no, yeah. And I, I'm thinking that was due to the, the Mickey being the new Mickey. But if that's what the ride's based off of, then that's what they're going to obviously have. Um, because that ride is in this park. Uh, I could also see people saying, uh-oh, or oh, no, about BB-8 if they don't like Star Wars, I guess, but... Right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of people against that, that's for sure. Right, they're like, that's not true Disney. Well, neither is Pixar then, because they are, (laughs) you know, they bought them too. Um, Now, obviously, I hate when people say, well, like, uh, I don't know, there's always this attitude of, like, Pixar films, you know, like, are, guess, better than Disney ones? Or, like, Disney wouldn't have Pixar if they didn't buy them? But, like, Woody is still a Disney character uh, because 
they created they those films that. in conjunction with each other, you know, like right, with each right. other. So, yeah, that's never been one that I've ever questioned. Like, I get that it's Pixar too, but like, all their stuff was pretty much joint. Right, right. Uh, so we got some more details uh, about Runaway Railway. Uh, speaking of that, um, they have the marquee for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I guess that'll be what's on the Chinese theater. Kind of looks like an old um... theater type thing. Yeah, did you see it? Um, no, we can like, picture it just because based off of like know, neon lights. Uh, it has like yeah. this neon light look. Um, and uh, it's going to feature a brand new story, but it is based on the Disney short entitled A Flower for Minnie. Uh, the pre-show is going to feature an all-new short called Perfect Picnic. Which is cool. That's good for a pre-show, I think. Uh, if you're going to have a brand new short that's probably exclusive to that, that, that can get people that's in. That's a good idea, yeah. Um, they have uh, pictures of the locomotive ride vehicle. Um, one in regular light and the other one in black light. So it kind of looks more colorful in the black light because the paint bounces off. Um, the same whistle used for Steamboat Willie in 1928 is going to be used for Goofy's train. Um, and that's it. So, um, just some more information about the ride. Uh, I'm excited for it, but I'm kind of upset that it's going to be a whole nother year pretty much till it's done. Yeah, I know. Boo. We got, uh, Hyperspace Mountain returning for Disney at Disneyland for May the 4th celebrations. Um, so that's good because May 31st is Galaxy's Edge opening at Hollywood's, I mean, at, at uh, Disneyland Resort, so they can kind of get some of those people in, you know, in this early May part here and have something to do for it before that happens. Um, uh, they are also going to have, uh, the March of the First Order like we do at Hollywood Studios. Cool. They'll have Star Wars-inspired food at... Galactic Grill and Alien Pizza Planet, um, and souvenirs unique to May the 4th. It's going to be available in Star Trader or Launch Bay, like t-shirts, hats, and limited edition pins. And that's at Disneyland, California. I'm sure they all have some stuff, uh, you know, where we are, too, in, in Florida. Yeah. So new Donald Duck uh, hat headbands arrived. Did you see anything? Oh, where it's his butt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. It's been spotted at Animal Kingdom. Uh, they have been at Tokyo, apparently, for years, so now they've made it over to the States. So in case you want some cool headbands. And, uh, let's see here. We got a limited edition magic band for Avengers Endgame is available. Uh, only a limited edition of 2,000. Uh, you can get that at Disney Springs if they're still around. Yeah, probably not by now. And we have some rumored resort names for the uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Resort. Um, so this is from WGW News Today. Um, and they have uh, the possible name that's being pitched is... Galactic Journeys, a Star Wars Adventure. Hmm. 
this vague title is what Disney is leaning towards at the moment, is what they called it. Uh, vague title there. Um, I had a question. Yeah. When is that, that supposed to open again? I don't think we know. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so the actual, like, starship it's going to be on is apparently named the uh, Sh- uh, Chandrilla Starline, uh, which is named after uh, a Star Wars planet. Um, and it's going to have an interesting connection to Kylo Ren, supposedly. Um, let's see here. Oh, because it's the birthplace of Ben Solo. Um, the the planet was, not the starship. Uh, so then they have some early design logos for what the Chandrilla, uh, Chandrilla uh, Starline looks like. But um, no opening date set as of yet. Um, but I'm expecting we'll probably get a full announcement at D23 this year. We're probably going to get a lot of good stuff at D23 that Jordan. won't be open for four years. Yep. Keep talking, but hang on one second if mm-hmm. you need me. Hold on. I just got to run out and tell him to turn that down. Okay. Okay, but did you hear what I said? So we're going to get a lot of good stuff at D23 this year that won't be open for another four years. Um, (laughs) uh, So we have another rumor listed here that a black box interchangeable dark ride is in development at Hollywood Studios. So what WDW News Today is reporting here is that it would be a... um, black box ride that's trackless uh that relies heavily on screens and projections that can be switched in just as little as like days um so i guess if something more popular came along they can just replace it um i don't know how that works with they love theming their cues uh how does that work right right Yeah. yeah, that would be a little tricky. But it's supposed to be in the next phase of the overhaul of Hollywood Studios. So we'll see if something gets announced there as well for um, uh, <clears throat> for uh, D23. That's all my theme park news. Did you have any theme park news that you wanted to share before we move on to some movie news? I don't think so. All right. I was just mostly pumped about the story thing yeah so the the big the big news for uh movies is avengers endgame uh which if you haven't seen it we're not we're probably not getting any spoilers here we're probably gonna do a separate one maybe this weekend um we can put up there that's just a full conversation about it maybe i can get joy on it or something too but um just kind of think about where we're going what we thought about it so we won't get into any of that stuff here but man is this a box office smash hit uh yeah so, what's it up to now uh well i don't know what it's at exactly right now i can check but the final totals i believe for opening weekend in america was 357.12 million dollars something like that I know it was 357, which is amazing because that's a hundred million more 
Then the record opening weekend, which was Infinity War, uh, with two fifty seven. That's crazy. People kept thinking. I kind of saw that coming, though. I mean, maybe not that much. I was gonna say, there's no way anybody can see this coming. So it's funny. CNBC was having some articles, you know, before it released, saying that, uh, you know, it's projected to get like two hundred sixty-five million. It's not going to get close to three hundred, or you know, whatever. And uh-huh. man, did that just blow right by it. And I think you couldn't really foresee this because uh, it's a three-hour movie. So people thought that would hurt it because they can't fit as many show times in. But the theater owners were like. Watch me, right? Because they uh, some of the theaters were open for like twenty four hours from Thursday to Sunday. Well, um, yeah, because they knew with like three a.m. showings anything, that are sold out. You know, like crazy. I was gonna say, if anything, they um, were just gonna add more like theaters that were showing it. You know what I mean? To like help, right? I mean, they knew that it was going to bring them money, so exactly. they weren't going to stop. Exactly, because they get all the concessions uh, stuff. Exactly. So, here's an interesting statistic as well. Um, all of the... Um, all of the movies that have broken... Uh, um... Let's see here. Let me let me search it and get the list. But all of the movies that have broken like the fifty million dollar thresholds for uh-huh. for movies are uh, Marvel films. So what that means is because it's kind of an odd thing to say. Um, but I'll give you an example. So the first movie to ever make a hundred million dollars in an opening weekend was. Spider-Man. Uh, the first Spider-Man. Which would have been back here at... $114 million opening weekend. Wow. Um, that seems so minuscule. Right. Right, it does. Um, the first movie to make... 150,000 so 150 million see what I mean now like you go from uh, 100 to 150 with Spider-Man 3 with 151 then the first movie to break 200 million was Avengers the first one in 2012 made 207 then the first movie to break 250 was Infinity War and the first movie to make three hundred? Oops, no, three fifty is Endgame. So they skipped a whole number there, and you know, three hundred opening weekend is what people thought was impossible. Just like until a few more years when inflation keeps going up, but uh, it happened uh, much sooner than usual, and um, it only took a year for it to break a hundred million more. Uh, we'll see how it continues throughout the throughout the time. Is it prompted from people trying to avoid spoilers, or is it gained that many more fans, or even people that just haven't seen any other one saying, "I need to check this out," or um, other people that waited for and caught up events, in between, but would right? wait for 
disc or something, you know, to sign right. that they couldn't wait. Right. Um, so that's just domestic opening weekends. Its global opening weekend was $1.2 billion, which I believe is already more than Captain Marvel has made in its month and month and a half, almost two months, um, right. in, in about five days. It says opening weekend, but I think in China, they're, um, they started releasing it on that Tuesday or something, so it includes that day, too. Um, but still, 1.2 in that fast. That's the, that's the fastest opening weekend globally as well. Um, the fastest movie to reach a billion dollars. Um, just a crazy success. It's at like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an A-plus cinema score, which is people that are polled when they're leaving the theater. You know, like um, what you thought of it. Uh, A-plus is the best you can get, and only three superhero movies with this one being the third live-action superhero movie to get it. The other two was Avengers and last year. So, uh, I guess, tell us your uh, non-spoiler thoughts on this phenomenon. Non-spoiler. <laughs> it's tough. Um, what? I said it's tough. I know. Um, in the most simplest way, it's, um, first of all, it doesn't feel like a three-hour movie. Those three hours went faster than any three hours, I think, ever And I'll before. tell you, the second time, it still doesn't feel like three hours. Really? Yeah. I mean, I only went to the bathroom once the second time, and it was around, like, right at halfway, you know, like an hour and a half, and I came back, and it was almost to, like, I felt like I was sitting there for only a few minutes before it started getting to the final part, and I was like, how am I already at the final part? Like, this is crazy. Yeah, it goes by fast, Um, so don't worry about that. I mean, I don't think I ever really have been. Well, here's the thing, too. You have kids, people... Like, hey, can I take my six-year-old or my ten-year-old? How did your kids do? They did good. I mean, Nathan kind of started to fall asleep. <laughs> but, I mean, even at that... That's good, though. He's not problem. acting up then, though. Right, it's not a problem. Um, they did actually well, really well go in the bathroom. I actually was getting up... So, for other people who haven't seen it yet, um, they oh, I had heard before that, like... An hour before the end of the movie is a like okay time to go to the bathroom. So I was kind of paying attention when I felt like it was getting closer, and so I chose to use that time, you know, to go to the bathroom. And it was only then that I was getting up, and they were kind of asking me where I was going, and they were like, "Okay," and they both went to the bathroom then too. But hmm. other than that, we didn't have any bathroom breaks. Um, but no, I mean, it was it was good. Um. You're a woman, even if you're a man, you're, you might cry. Um, mm. If you're a woman, you probably will. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else I was going to say, but it's, it, it keeps the comedic part, or however you say that. You know, it it keeps it like lighthearted, even though it's emotional at the same time. You know, but mm-hmm. it's good. It's just like all your emotions, and then just realizing. I mean. I was actually talking to a girl at work about it today, and she went and saw it twice. She saw it Sunday and then Monday, and, you know, we were just saying that, like, I don't think Lucas has really seen Iron Man in full. Well, I shouldn't just say Lucas, either of them. I don't think either of them have seen, like, all the Iron Man in their entirety. 
entirety. I think that they've probably seen bits and pieces when it's been on before. Yeah. Um, but because it's weird to think about it, but like that was all before they were born. That's crazy. Which is crazy, and that's what she was saying. She's like, isn't it weird to think that it could be that long ago, like, that you've been invested in these characters? And I think that's the thing. Everybody that started watching it from the beginning, you're so, like, invested in these people. I think they did amazing jobs um, casting all of these characters. Mm -hmm. We were kind of talking about that yesterday. But um, the other thing is, is that just by seeing the articles that I've been reading or the little clips, too, I just love knowing that they're all, like, family to each other you know they all get along and they all seem to support each other and all of that like that makes a difference too and then that makes you love the movie that much more too you know because you're seeing that these people are like that with each other off screen and on screen um but i mean it's it's got you know some different i i like how it incorporates little jokes back to other movies too and it just kind of like brings it all full circle but it was really good it was amazing and if you haven't seen it you should go see it so here's some interesting stuff as well that we got i just looked up what it what it stands at right now um it's at 1.481 billion dollars so it's almost at 1.5 billion um they said it could reach 2 billion by the weekend um, we're at Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole is at twenty billion in the worldwide box office. Um, Avengers Endgame yesterday had thirty three million dollar Tuesday, which is the best for uh, the MCU. Wow! And it's seeing apparently eighty five percent more repeat business than Infinity War did. Uh, so last year, Infinity War's best Tuesday was twenty three point four million. This is at thirty three point four. Beats it by ten wow. million. Um, it's ranked third behind The Force Awakens. Thirty seven point three had a Tuesday. That was December twenty second though, so all the kids were out of school already for Christmas probably or around that time. Um, and Sony's Amazing Spider Man, July third of twenty twelve. So that's obviously right before July fourth. Um, right. This is just a random uh, April 30th that it's making 30, uh, $34 million on a Tuesday. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this is going to reach Avatar's uh, box office. That's what everybody's looking at. Uh, because in a few weeks here, it's going to start getting some more competition. While Avatar had, like, all of December and, like, all of January uh, of their... Of their time where like nothing was out that year. So people just were like, oh, it has 3D. And this was re it really kicked off the, th the 3D phase. Um, so everybody was going to see it. Um, this, uh, needless to say, this is still just absolutely huge. And you know what else this did? This gave Captain Marvel a bump. Captain Marvel went back up to number two on the box office this weekend. Uh, so Marvel had spots one and two. Wow. This weekend. And that's um, been out for a bit. But I, you yeah. know why I feel like that is too? I feel like people are hurrying up to go watch that before they go see that movie. Like, yeah, some people some people ask me at work, should I go see it before that? Uh, I was like, if you really want to go see Endgame, you don't have to see Captain Marvel before it. But that's I'm, the, I'm not spoiling anything, but 
honestly, you would not have to see Captain Marvel before that. And that's part no, of the strength of, of this, really. You could probably watch all of the Avenger films without watching any of the standalones and kind of get a good grasp on on the story and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, um, but I was going to say, because I have noticed that there's been a few people that haven't seen any of them, but then all of the hype around... Yes. Endgame has created them. Okay, I think I'm going to go back and watch all of the movies. Which order should I watch them in? And blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, a little late in the game, but, you know. <laughs> hey, better late than never, right? I mean, the thing is, if you put this off, right, and you, then you're catching up on DVD like a few years from now, you're going to wish you had seen the, this in theaters. Uh my review for it is that, uh, well, let me tell you, it's much better the second time. I mean, I loved it my first time, too, but... I re- what made it better the second time? I guess I already knew what happened. I mean, not to get into uh, too much, so but... So that makes it better? Yeah, because the way that... Uh, well, one, you get to see different stuff that, like... You're, you're kind of getting foreshadowing uh, at times, too, um, that happened throughout the movie. But... Um, what you're also looking at with the with the film too, when you know what happens is, uh, th- for me there was I had some questions at the end, um, not like I mean they've wrapped it up very satisfactory. I mean if I feel like look, look, the MCU is like a TV show almost, right? You're you're always checking in on these characters, you're getting to see like how would almost liken it to Lost, right? Yeah, and sometimes it's like oh this is captain america's episode right where you kind of get his story and then you get like oh here's a story with all the characters oh then you get iron man's story over here again you know what i'm saying like almost like a flashback episode like lost had um you kind of get those where it kind of does that and then they meet up at different times um and the payoff that they did on all 22 movies really i mean there are so many callbacks in this movie where and it doesn't feel out of place it feels natural uh, and it's just so uh, satisfying uh, with the way they wrapped everything up. Um, with the relationships of the characters, with moments that people have been waiting to see on screen since the first Avengers film, um, or since reading the comics. Uh, stuff that we've been baited into believing was going to be said and then was not said, is now said in this. Uh <laughs> So, uh, as cryptically as that can be, people can probably understand what I'm saying there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not my favorite. I don't think it is my favorite. I, I really loved Infinity War for being the first time these some of these characters are together. Uh, there was just a novelty the first time, you know, you see Thor with the Guardians. Um, in this, though, it's a really good send-off for the original six Avengers. Uh, it really does them justice. Robert Downey Jr. is phenomenal as, as Iron Man in this movie. Um, just somebody that you think could just phone it in, and he just he takes this seriously. He takes his character seriously. Uh, but you know, you know, like he was perfect for the character. The, same thing with Chris Evans. You know, it could be real easy to be corny with these movies. Uh, if you want to watch corny superhero movies, watch the Batman and Robin movies with the nipple suits, or watch 
the Spider-Mans from the early 2000s. Nowadays, it can be kind of corny at times. But this does it... The way that they just sell some of those corny-ish moments is just... Doesn't make you feel like it's corny, you know? Like, it, they really sell it. I wish I could talk more about what part I'm specifically talking about. Um, uh, but yeah, great send-off for the original six characters. Um... And truly, if you were ever worried about what the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe would be like, um, you know, it, it, it definitely, it's not like everything gets reset in this movie. It, every, stuff matters. You know, the stakes matters. Things happen that will forever change the shape of this universe going forward. Um, so I can't wait to see it again on, on, on Blu-ray or unless if I sneak to the movies again to see it, I guess. Um, <laughs> increasingly harder with having the puppy now. Um, cause then I feel bad that he's locked up for like yeah, three hours. Yeah, go watch something for the third time. Yeah. Um, so maybe I just leave Joy at home. She <laughs> <laughs> can stay with the puppy. Um, no, I mean, it, it. Really, the second time I walked out of it, and I felt even more satisfied than I had the first time. Um, I think things made a lot more sense. I had also time to probably sit with it for a bit. I saw it on Thursday, then on Sunday. So I had like two days of thinking about it. Um, when we get to our spoiler episode, the directors have answered some questions that I had had. So, some of the questions I talked to you about directly... Those are answered from them, and it gives me, like, those answers are perfect. That's what I thought the answer was anyway, and I'm fine with it. So, not any, uh, uh, some people might try to say there's pot, uh, plot holes or whatever, but really, um, it, all the information is there, available in the movie. You just kind of got to piece it together at times. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, it, just a really great uh, movie. I It's probably, for me, I, I think it's going to probably be Infinity War number one and maybe Endgame number two in my favorites of these movies. And I cannot wait until I have Endgame on Blu-ray. So one day, on a one weekend, I'm going to watch both of them back-to-back and just see how it goes. Yeah. Um, I think that's well, be I, really fun. What my goal is to like rewatch some of the Iron Man and start back there before when it comes out for... Right. Blu-ray, you know what I mean? Like, leading right. up to it. Yeah, that'd be good for the kids, too. Um, yeah. If they haven't yeah, seen them. Yeah, because they can't remember those. But, I mean, even movies that you thought would not tie into this movie... Did. Did, and it makes some of those movies better, right? I mean, obviously, yeah. people are going to say, well, another movie shouldn't have to make another one better, but since this is almost like a series, everything's wrapping up, and it just does. You know, it just makes some of those movies better. You get, like, just as sad as you do when you, like, finish binge-watching a show. <laughs> right, but at least the like, good thing is, over. in this is almost like the end of the first season or something. Yeah. You know, when you look now, at it that way. Um, what was I going to say to you? I don't know if this is, like, technically a spoiler, so you can edit it out if I ruin something. But the number one question that every single person that I've talked to about this movie has mm-hmm. is who's the kid at the end? Oh, I'm not going to answer that on here. I've already talked to you about that, right? I know, I okay. know, but I'm just saying, like, it 
it made me feel not so bad, like, because you were talking about how things wrap up, you know what I mean? Or, like, include things from other movies that you really didn't think. Like, that's the number one thing that I've seen so many people ask about. And it's like, huh, would never have thought, you know? Right, right. So, go see the movie, and then try to figure out what my sister was just talking about. Uh, <laughs> I knew exactly who he was right away, but that's... That's me. It probably helped that you watched the movies recently, too. Or do you think you would have gotten it anyway? I think I would have figured it out. Maybe a little bit longer. Like, without looking it up, I probably would have figured it out. But I had that inkling, and then the credits sealed who it was. So I was like, okay, great. I was right. Right. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it... it was really great. There was lots of moments where my theater was, you know, very loud. Not, like, in a bad oh, so way. Ours um, wasn't. Really? Uh, so, yeah, there were so many moments where... And usually our theater's quiet, okay? Because we saw Infinity War there, and it was, like, opening night, Infinity War. People were laughing at stuff, but, yeah, like, any of the moments were, like, you know, Thor lands in Wakanda with Rocket and Groot, and people were, like silent um depending on where you watch it that gets a big reaction um it's like man i could not imagine watching endgame at uh disney springs that was probably a uh that's probably really loud so, so there's times where that's good like i i've had so many great experiences watching like star wars and like you know like I, the force awakens i remember watching the force awakens and uh i you know when they first show um the millennium falcon uh, in that, the, the place went crazy. There's times to do it, like, and there's times to not. So, here's my, the, the parts where I'm like, because people might think I'm a hypocrite, but uh, I, I never actually make these noises, too. If anything, I do, like, one of those fake golf claps when I like something, you know? Um, yeah. But if you're going to make noise, make sure it's at a point where there is not going to be a person talking right yeah, While you're yeah. making that noise. That was my biggest thing with Captain Marvel when we went and saw it. Um, See, we, we must not have very active audiences around here because we didn't have people doing anything in Captain Marvel either. Yeah, Captain Marvel at the end credit scene. I'll talk about it now because it's been out. But the end credit scene that was, um, you know, her appearing with the, you know, with the pager going off from Infinity War. Um, uh Black Widow turns around and you see Captain Marvel there and she says, where's Fury? Right? Well, yeah. I couldn't hear where's Fury because everybody started erupting in applause and, and stuff. And I'm like, look, she's probably going to say something. So stop doing that. And then everybody had to say like, what'd she say? Right. Uh, <laughs> and then two, of course it was going to be her. We know the pager's calling her. We just saw her movie. We All do right, not right. need to applaud that. We know it's her. Right. But there were some moments in this movie where it was appropriate enough where people were like, uh, there's one moment in particular, I'll tell you after this, um, and we'll probably get into it on the spoiler one, where something happens that people have been waiting for for a while, and people went crazy, and it was at a part where nobody was speaking after that, right? Like, no character was talking at that point, because the music was swelling up. So there was, like, you know, nobody was nobody in the movie was going to be talking. 
Um, but then there's times where people are like cheering and stuff when a certain it gets old at times. Like I'll tell you, one of the worst, right? Is like like I said, Star Wars. That's also some of the worst because what happens is it was like Harrison Ford on screen. Woo, yeah, you know everybody's going crazy. And then it was like Princess Leia shows up. Woo, yeah, you know crazy. And then Luke at the end, woo, yeah, crazy. Like, I was like, Chewbacca, woo, yeah, yeah. R2, woo, yeah, C3, yeah, yeah. You know, like, crazy. I was like, look, we know they're all going to be in this movie. <laughs> like, calm down. Um, and they can't hear you anyway. But, uh, you know, if, if it's moments where you know people are not going to be talking, and, and there's just some moments that elicit that reaction anyway, but sometimes it feels manufactured when people see a certain person uh like i said like han solo showing up people were doing that i'm like look we already had that kind of reaction with the trailer and everything you know like we know he's in this he can't hear you clapping for him nobody's surprised han solo's in this movie you know like right right um but you know like if it was a surprise character in there that you're like oh that's cool like that that makes more sense um so yeah, I had a theater that went, uh, I think my first viewing actually had less people, but it was a little bit more into it than the second showing, which had more people. Um, but I think that's part of like this opening night, it's all people that are really into it. Uh, the second time yeah, I went yeah. was a Sunday morning at 10.30, like, you know, people were still waking up. <laughs> um so yeah, yeah it's more be, die hard be mindful it. of your uh, of your volume while you're in a theater. <laughs> Pretty much my point. Yeah. Um, I I don't get the point of clapping. So, and then sometimes, like I said, it's fun to hear like that reaction because you're like, okay, I'm with hardcore fans. Like this is great. Yeah. You know? And it's like that atmosphere, like kind of like you're at a concert and they start playing like their number one song and everybody starts <laughs> like, woo, you know, like. Only the thing is, is that in a movie theater, the people who created it and the people that are in it can't, can't hear, hear you. you. Right, right. But you know what I'm saying, like that type of reaction where you're like, okay, yeah, like it gets you pumped up. But sometimes uh, you're like, like when we saw Captain Marvel 2, it was like. Agent Coulson appears on screen. Everybody starts clapping and cheering. And I was like, dude, we know he's in this. Like, it's not a surprise, you know? Yeah. I can be more like, let's say Captain Marvel kicks some butt and knocks off a, a, a scroll or something. Then you're like, I could understand a little bit of applause. You're like, okay, yeah, she looks pretty badass, you know, whatever. But um, but just a character appearing isn't that we already know is appearing is just kind of redundant, I think. But that's my rant on that. So thank you for coming to our podcast to hear me rant about movie theater etiquette. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it, it's a really good movie. Go check it out if you haven't. Really, if you haven't, what are you doing? Um, there's always those people, right? I mean, like, the, <laughs> there's also the people that thought Game of Thrones would interfere with its box office. Game of Thrones is for an hour on Sunday. That's not affecting anything. Not even hey, the same. Thursday night. How I know. Gonna... I know. Mm, people had that. I'm like, what? So Sunday night at 9 o'clock? That'd be the only time that they're probably having trouble filling seats. And even yeah, then. No matter what, I feel like would be a rougher time anyway because everybody's yeah, getting ready for the work. And then even then, it's like kids are not watching Game of Thrones. They're not taking. It's whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but. 
Um, oh man, what else was I gonna say? Oh, oh the, you know, there's always those people though too that uh, feel the need to tell you that they've never seen something that's popular, right? We've had these people before that like when Star Wars was coming out in The Force Awakens. You'd have all those people post on Facebook like, I've never seen a Star Wars movie, never will. You know, like people ask them or something. And then... Like <laughs> <laughs> you personally wanted to know that. Yeah, and then, and it just bothers me. And then the same thing with like Game of Thrones came back on. People are like, never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, never will. I'm like, okay, why are you sharing this, right? And then Endgame comes out and people are like, never seen a Marvel film, I don't really care about it, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, again, like who asked you, right? Um, they probably just lost some listeners because you know. Well, that would be like me going like Big Bang Theory is ending this year. I've never seen it. That'd be like me going online the day the day the finale airs and being like, never seen it, never will. Like nobody yeah. cares. Nobody cares. Why would I comment on that? Let people enjoy what they like. You know, like it's just stupid. Because what you're saying when you say that is almost like you're stupid for liking it, right? That's what it comes across as. Like, yeah, you're better yeah, like than me because you haven't seen it, you know? And yeah, that's, I feel like it means that people are wasting their time on it or right, something. Right, like. right. Or, like, it's almost hipster and, like, uh, well, it's popular now, I'm never going to see it. Like, okay, if you want to deprive yourself from liking something, go ahead, you know? But you don't have to, like, share it all the time. And it'll be, and like I said, it's always people that, like, I've, nobody's ever asked them. It's not like a comment of, like, hey, gang, Game of Thrones is my favorite show. Who here hasn't seen it? You know, like, yeah. that's fine if you comment then, like, oh, I've never seen it. But, like, if you're just posting it online, I saw that so much over this past month. And I'm like, just drop it, you know, uh, for for all of those things. It's the same thing, too, you probably get when... You know, the day of the Super Bowl, too. People like, um, never watch the oh, Super Bowl, yeah. only watch it for commercials. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody asked you. You know? Like... <laughs> Will we have that when it comes to Toy Story 4? Oh, yeah, there will be people that will be like, I grew up after Toy Story, never seen it, never will. You know, like, whatever. <laughs> um, it... Whatever. I mean, can can this many people be wrong about Marvel that it makes $1.2 billion? Right. Opening weekend? Uh, whatever. I, I just feel like if it's not your thing, just don't bother. Like, I'm sure there's people that might listen to I our like show. I that, that in everyday everything. Like, right. I am not exactly. one of those people who has to go out of my way and tell somebody that I don't like something that they like. That's just awkward. Right. It, it'd be like me, like, Going up to somebody eating at McDonald's, right? And I'm like, oh, what'd you get? And they're like, a Big Mac. And be like, never had it, never will. That's gross. Like, <laughs> like, it's, you're just like kind of butting into it. It's Big Mac. Well, that also <laughs> goes into people who are so against you going to Disney all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We get that, too. We get that, too, where, like, uh, oh, my kid's outgrown that. Like, as if I should have, you know? Like, uh-huh. whatever. Uh, it's not a kid thing, you know? It, they make good movies, they have great characters, and they have great attractions. It's as simple as it is. But you'll find that with everything, uh, any sort of video game. Uh, you know, like when Pokemon Go was big, there was people that were like, never downloaded it. <laughs> you know, like, whatever, like you're special. 
because you didn't you're the one person in your city that didn't play the game or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that's a way to end our sour note there. Um, but no, just be nice to people. Let them enjoy what they like. And uh, really, there's there's no reason to put people down for liking nerdy stuff. Sure, thanks. Yeah, I mean, or anything really. Same thing with like, you know, like I said, sports is sometimes one of those things where people are, will go out of their way to say they don't like sports. Um, if that's not your thing, just just it's not your thing you know like let those people have that thing there's tons of stuff that people are into that i just you know that i'm not and i that's fine there's stuff that my wife is into that i'm not into and that's fine you know that's her thing whatever um and just treat people with respect it's really all it is um so that is the that is the way the cookie cookie crumbles here (laughs) if i can get that tongue twister out um but yeah, that's really all the movie news we got because uh, coming up here though we have Aladdin next month. Uh, we have uh, Toy, Story Toy Story the month after, and then, Lion King, right? and then Lion King the month after. Yeah, jam packed schedule. Really, I'm somehow getting less excited for these. Um, live action movie, so. Me too. I mean, I always get excited for them, and then I'm like, yeah, probably be on TV or something. It doesn't look that great. Like, what do you want, Aladdin? You know what? No, I think I could see Aladdin. I think Lion King is one where I'm like, I just have a really hard time with that. Well, I'm more excited for Lion King than Aladdin. Uh, I like even though I like Aladdin as a, I like Aladdin as a cartoon better. Which is blasphemy, I know, because people keep calling Lion King the best one of. Uh, you know the, that era. Um, but for me, it's because I grew up with. I mean, I grew up with both, but Aladdin was first. You know, so I. I uh, that was my that was my guy. Uh, I think it looks really good style. It's filmed by Guy Ritchie. I think he nailed some of like like the costumes look great. Some of that stuff looks really good. But. It's got to be more than a shot-for-shot shot remake, right? you got to have it some new stuff in there. Yeah, and it doesn't get me as excited as Beauty and the Beast did. And I don't mean that because I love Beauty and the Beast. I just think that, I don't know, I feel like the previews were better or something. See, I'd be more, I'm more, I, I think I'd like Aladdin more than Beauty and the Beast. Um, I thought Beauty and the Beast was okay. It, it's one I, I saw in theaters, I enjoyed it, but I haven't gone back to watch it. Um... And that's usually how I, like I know Cinderella how much I too. enjoy that. Oh, yeah, Cinderella I haven't seen since theaters either, and that was 2015 or something. Yeah. Um, that's how I can kind of judge a movie of, like, how often do I rewatch it all the time, you know? Uh, there's times where I look at it on my shelf and I'm like, I don't know the next time I'm going to be in the mood for Beauty and the Beast, like the live action, not the cartoon. Yeah. You know, like, at that point I'm probably going to put on the cartoon. Um... But I think Aladdin, I think what turns me off of Beauty and the Beast, it almost looks drab at times, right? The color palette seems kind of washed out. Yeah, I can see that. Aladdin has color pop. I like that part of the trailer. And I think that's one thing that sticks out to me, too, is like the colors are popping. In some of those scenes where they're like in Agrabah streets and stuff, I'm like, okay, like you see the rugs, the dresses, like all that stuff is popping out compared to like. Beauty and the Beast, which seemed like grim, dark, washed out. Um, 
which is how Dumbo looked too. Um, Maleficent looks that way. Cinderella looked that way, right? Aladdin is like the first one that looks like it's gonna pop. Um, Lion King just looks interesting because I love John Favreau. Um, he's a great director, great actor. Um, what's the first thing you saw John Favreau in? Do you know at all? Because I do. I don't know. It's funny. I was just looking him up the other day, but now I can't even remember half the stuff that I would have thought. You know what I mean? Like, I can't remember all of them to know. Friends but what? Friends was the first thing I saw him in. Hold up. What was I watching? He was like the uh, UFC fighter boyfriend of Monica in Friends. I was just watching something yesterday or the day before, too, and I was like, oh, my God, that's him, and I didn't even realize. Now I can, oh, Oh, it was just he was an elf. Nathan was watching Elf. Oh yeah, he directed that movie too. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, I don't know. I don't know what else it would have been. I mean, maybe Friends then. Yeah. But I don't. It doesn't stick out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He was on like but, a probably like a multi-episode arc, um, in Friends, and um, it's yeah. Funny but, you say that. We just started watching episode one, season one last night. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's been in a lot, John Favreau, and he's a really good director. He's doing The Mandalorian uh, as a showrunner on Disney Plus. So he's oh, right, he's right. kind of in that like since he's did Iron Man, I feel like he's been like Disney's go-to guy. Even though they didn't own Marvel at that time, I think Marvel kind of like hooked him up with Disney almost. You know, like he went on to do Jungle Book, now Lion King, Mandalorian. You know, like he's kind of hitting. Uh, all of that, and he still makes appearances in the Marvel films as Happy. So, um, but yeah, I think I'm excited for the next Disney movie. I'm probably excited about would probably be Toy Story Four. Yeah. Um, the live action ones, it's kind of getting uh, like there's just so many. You can't go to the theater for each one unless if you were wow. a reviewer. Especially so many this <laughs> you know? year, like. When Beauty and the Beast came out, it was, like, the only one that year, or one of two or And it was in a time like, of the year where, like, nothing was out, I think. I think it was, like, March or something, wasn't it? So, like, nothing it was, was March, out. It was March, yep. And then, same thing with Cinderella. I mean, like, they, they were spaced way further apart back mm-hmm. then. Because mm-hmm. that was 2017, Cinderella was 2015. Um, Here's the thing. These movies are going to be on Disney Plus by the end of the year, so we can just watch them on there. I'm going to be paying the six ninety nine. so... Right, right. Um... I, I, for me, the the ones I always go see in the theater are the big uh, Marvel films, um, uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars, and then and probably like regular cartoon ones. The, yeah, the me. Pixar uh, or the uh, Disney Animated Studios ones. I mean, those are like my big the big four go to ones, right? Like that you have to go see um, the live action ones, unless if it's like a pirates film, it's harder to get me in in there. Uh, like, I didn't see Jungle Book in theaters. I watched that on uh, yeah, Blu-ray. I did like that one, though. Yeah, Jungle Book was really good. But again, I don't know the next time I'm going to watch it. Right, um, right. It just is what it is, I guess, at that point. Um, I don't watch the cartoon one that much, either. <laughs> of Jungle no, Book. Yeah. But there's just so many movies. Uh, I'm really hoping they start slowing down a bit on the live-action ones. Because uh, yeah, what's next? Live action like Emperor's New Groove or something? or something? Like, what was it? <laughs> so what? What's next? Live action Emperor's New Groove? 
Yeah. Which I'm totally here for, by the way. That's one of the best underrated films. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, how would, like, Lilo and Stitch look as a live nope. action? I almost picture, like, how Detective Pikachu looks as Stitch. You know, like... <laughs> like <laughs> a fur- Sonic the Hedgehog. Yo, no, one. Sonic looks awful. Yeah, he does. He looks like a guy in a Sonic suit. Like, his body's all misshapen. It's weird. And it... Ugh, no. No. I've seen people do mock-ups of, like, how he should have looked that still make him look kind of realistic with the real fur and stuff, and it looks so much better. Um, uh, yeah, but, I mean, like, I don't know really what you can do plot-wise with Sonic anyway. I mean, he just goes around collecting rings, but <laughs> I guess yeah. he'll try. Uh, um, yeah, so, I mean, we got... Uh, you know, D23 coming up later this year, so I'm sure there will be some more live-action movies announced. I'm sure there will be some more Disney Plus things announced. And I'm sure there will be new attractions announced. So we're getting close to that. It's already May. Uh, that's probably going to be in July or August, like always. So Yeah. But I think that's where about we'll wrap it up. Where can people find you? Um, on Instagram at Adventures, A-L-G-U-I-R-E Adventures, and Behind the Dreams Podcast. And on Instagram. Find us on Twitter at BT Disney Podcast, Facebook.com slash Beyond the Dreams Podcast. Uh, we, are on, uh, we are on Stitcher, uh, Spotify, iTunes. Leave a review. It helps people find us if you last it through this full hour and 19 minutes. Uh, we will catch you all hopefully next week. Like I said, we're going to have a full spoiler breakdown of um, Avengers Endgame. That'll be in its separate episode, so that way you don't accidentally stumble upon it and you blame us for spoiling the movie. Uh, and then we'll have our separate news-themed episode for the parks and stuff. Uh, so have a great rest of your week. Bye. Low battery. <laughs> See ya real soon. <laughs>